0: Welcome to the You on the Camino podcast for and about first time pilgrims on the Camino de Santiago in Spain with your host, guide, and longtime pilgrim, Nancy Reynolds of the Camino Experience. How long does it take to walk the Camino? Well, that depends. Hi, this is Nancy, and in this episode, we are going to continue on with our Camino Planning Roadmap. Still working with step four, spend some time thinking about what you want. This episode is a big one, a really big one. By that, I mean that it's a bit on the long side, but also I think it's an important one. As this is where we really begin to design the Camino experience that suits you perfectly. If you've been following along with this podcast series, then you should, by now, be fairly certain that you do want to walk the Camino. You should have some idea of when you would like to go, what season you would like to walk in, and when a Camino walk would fit into your life. Ready to book your flights? Mm, almost. This episode will get you much closer to that point, I promise. Before we dive in, you may want to have a map handy. I will be talking about all the different Camino routes that lead to Santiago, and it may be helpful to see them on the map to give you a sense of how grand the task before you is. I will also be doing some basic mathematical calculations with you, so you might want to have a pen and paper nearby too. To answer the question, how long does it take? We will first need to answer the question of what it is. Is it the Camino Frances? The Camino Portugues, The El Norte route, The Primitivo or the Ingles? Ah. Okay, so you will need to know which route you want to walk. If you haven't already done some research on the routes, I will give you a brief overview of the distances and starting points for each of the most traveled routes. I will also put a couple of resources in the notes so you can track down more information on each. Often when people say they want to walk the Camino, They are referring to the Camino Frances route, which is featured in the movie The Way with Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez. The Frances is the most traveled of all routes, possibly because it has the most extensive infrastructure of albergues or hostels for the pilgrims to use. It also has an incredibly rich history as a primary route from the rest of Europe to Santiago de Compostela. I admit, I have a bit of a love affair going on with the Camino Frances, so much so that in my 17 years walking the Camino, I have ventured to another route only once, to the Camino Inglés route in spring 2022. The Camino Frances is special, not just to me, but to the millions of pilgrims who have traveled its trails and roads for more than 1,000 years, and, also, to the people who live along the way. The Camino Frances route begins in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, France, and continues for approximately 500 miles, which is about 800 kilometers, to the city of Santiago de Compostela in Spain. I'll need to clarify what I mean by begins, though. The pretty town of Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port sits at the foot of the Pyrenees Mountains, and its location inside France gives this route its name, the Francais. For hundreds of years, Saint-Jean has been the last stop in France where pilgrims from other European countries paused before heading over the mountain into Spain, having traveled from their homes hundreds and thousands of miles away. For these European pilgrims, the Camino didn't begin in Saint-Jean, but for many modern-day pilgrims it does. So, to say that the Camino Francés begins in Saint-Jean, to me that means that this is where we start to map it, and it's the point on the map where the guidebooks and apps begin. That's the Camino Francés. Here's a rundown of the other main routes, so grab your map. And side note, I'm going to describe these routes in kilometers rather than in miles, as that's how they are measured in their host countries. The Camino del Norte route begins in Irún, in the northeast corner of Spain, and reaches Santiago 825 kilometers later. The Camino Primitivo route begins in Oviedo, which is north of the city of León. And after 265 kilometers, it joins the Camino Frances in Melide for the final 55 kilometers to Santiago. That's a total of 320 kilometers. The Camino Inglés begins north of Santiago in Ferrol and reaches Santiago in approximately 115 kilometers. There is also a shorter variant, which begins in A Coruña, also north of Santiago, and reaches Santiago in about 75 kilometers. The Via de la Plata route begins in the south of Spain, in Sevilla, and traverses 960 kilometers to reach Santiago. The Camino Portugués begins, in Portugal, in Faro, which is 950 kilometers from Santiago, although I think most modern-day pilgrims will start their walks in Lisbon or Porto and walk 610 or 260 kilometers, respectively. The Portuguese route also has several variants, which would add or subtract distance to these totals and give a pilgrim more route options. There are other routes within Spain that lead to Santiago, and they are well worth a look too. I think this list gives you a good idea of the many options, though, and you can do more research on which of the routes looks good to you. There's one more thing I'd like to define before we talk about how long this all takes, and that is what people mean when they say they walked the, quote, entire, end quote, Camino. As an example, if someone walked the Camino Frances from saint jean pied to Santiago, they would say they walked the entire Camino. Another example, the Primitivo route. That entire Camino would be from Oviedo to Santiago. I mention this because it's easy to get hung up on the idea of walking an entire Camino, and possibly thinking it's better to do that than to walk part of a Camino. So let me distinguish between a Camino route and a Camino pilgrimage. A Camino route is what I just described: a route on a map that starts at point A and finishes in point B. It's the part that can be mapped in the physical world. On the other hand, when I say a Camino pilgrimage, what I mean is the journey that a pilgrim takes on one of the routes, and that journey can begin anywhere along the route. That means that to do an entire Camino pilgrimage, and to have a complete Camino experience, a pilgrim can choose their starting and ending points along any of the routes. Some may argue that for it to be a true pilgrimage, the pilgrim must finish in Santiago de Compostela. That certainly would be accurate, according to the Church of Santiago, which specifies that for a pilgrim to receive the Compostela certificate acknowledging the pilgrimage, they must walk at least the final 100 kilometers into Santiago. Practicing Catholics would also visit the Shrine of St. James in the Cathedral, say a prayer, and complete the sacraments of confession and communion. What would make this a true pilgrimage for you? I like to revisit the passage I shared with you in Episode 2 from the book The Art of Pilgrimage by Phil Cousineau. He says, A pilgrimage is a transformative journey to a sacred center. Pilgrimage is a spiritual exercise, an act of devotion, to find a source of healing, or even to perform a penance. Always, it is a journey of risk and renewal. For a journey without challenge has no meaning. One without purpose has no soul. He goes on to say, making a pilgrimage is a way to prove your faith and find answers to your deepest questions. Cousinot focuses on the journey and its purpose, in addition to the destination. What will you focus on? What would constitute a complete Camino journey for you? Well, that's a big, long lead-up to take on the question of how long does it take to walk the Camino? I share this with you because I'm going to also talk you through a related question, and that is, how long do you want to take to walk the Camino? We'll start with the easy part. How long it takes to walk the entire Camino? I will use the Camino Frances as an example, but you can easily use this information and these calculations to answer the same questions for your chosen route. Specifically, you could answer this question by consulting one of the guidebooks for your chosen route. According to the three most popular English-language Camino Frances guidebooks, it takes 31, 33, or 42 days to walk the route from Saint-Jean-Pierre-du-Port in France to Santiago de Compostela. That's the entire 800 kilometers. It will be helpful for this discussion if you have an idea of how fast you walk and how far you think you will walk each day. Here's why. I like simple math, so I'm going to tell you that if you take 31 to 33 days to walk the 800 kilometers of the Camino Frances, as suggested by the guidebooks, you will need to walk 24 to 26 kilometers a day. That's 800 divided by 31 or 33 to get that answer. If I were to say to you, Hey, we're going to go for a 25-kilometer walk tomorrow. Could you do it? You may be able to, no problem. Or at least you could make it with some breaks and a stop for lunch. But can you do it every day for 33 days? That is another question altogether. Okay, this is a really important point, And one of the things I have discovered that many pilgrims don't realize. You do not have to follow the plans in the guidebooks. You can, but you don't have to. You don't have to walk 24 to 26 kilometers a day for 31 to 33 days. You can walk more each day, or you can walk less. You can take more time, or you can take less time. To take that a step further, You don't have to stop at the end of the stages or the daily plans suggested in the guidebooks. You can stop at any place along the trail, in any city, town, village, or hamlet that has accommodations. And by the way, that is just about every city, town, village, and hamlet. That means that walking the Camino can take as long as you want it to. 31 or 33 days? Sure. 40 days? Of course. Longer? Yes. Less time? Uh Uh-huh. We're going to do some more math now. I will keep it as simple as possible. That's for my benefit, by the way. Math is simply not my thing. And I will also slip back and forth between miles and kilometers, so it makes sense to everyone but I do recommend that you start to think in kilometers. And this may be easier with pen and paper in hand to jot down some notes and calculations. For the sake of discussion, I'm going to, again, use the Camino Francés as an example. Specifically, I will figure out how long it will take to walk the entire 800 kilometers or 500 miles of the Francés route from St. Jean-Pierre-du-Port to Santiago how long does that take? If you were to walk 10 miles a day, it would take you 50 days to walk the entire 500 miles. That's 500 divided by 10. If you upped that to 12 miles a day, you would need 42 days. That's 500 divided by 12. How long would it take you if you walked 15 miles a day or 20 miles a day? Let's do it in kilometers now. If you were to walk 15 kilometers a day, you would need 54 days to walk the entire 800 kilometers. That's 800 divided by 15. 20 kilometers a day would take you 40 days. That's 800 divided by 40. How long would it take you if you walked 25 kilometers a day or 30 kilometers a day? Does this make sense? You can do this math for your chosen route to see how long it would take you to walk the entire distance at your preferred daily pace. That's why you need to know how fast you walk and how far you think you'll walk in a day. Well, that's how long it takes for the walking part of doing the Camino Frances as our example. You will also need some time to get to and from the trail and to enjoy some stops along the way. Let's see how long the entire trip might be. For this example, I will use 40 days for the walking. If you're coming from outside Europe, you will need time to get there and then some time to get to your starting point. I'll call day one the day you leave home and day two the day you arrive in Europe you will need part of day two and possibly day three to get to your starting point. If you're coming from the Southern Hemisphere, I think you probably will need to allow for an additional day to get there. You may want to rest up, catch your breath, and work off jet lag for a day at your starting point before you start walking. So I will call that day day four. Then day five is the day you start walking. The next question is if you will want some rest days and how many. I'll talk about some options for rest days in a few minutes after we count out the remainder of this sample trip and get our hypothetical pilgrim back home. For now, I'll add in four rest days to intersperse with the 40 walking days. Once you reach Santiago, you may want a couple of days to enjoy the city and to be sure you have time to get your Compostela. You may have to wait in a long line or queue to get the Compostela, and if you get in late in the day, you may have to go back the next day to get it. So let's plan for two nights and one full day in Santiago. Now it's time to start the journey home. You probably will need one day to get to your European departure city, and then another full day for your flight home. If you're returning to the Southern Hemisphere, again, I think you'll need to add in one more day for travel. Let me see. If I add this all up, I've got four days of travel and time before I start walking, plus the 40 days of walking, plus four rest days, one day in Santiago, and two days to get back home that comes to a 51-day Camino trip. Whew, wow. (laughs) And one more note, if you're coming to the Camino from within Europe, you won't need the extra days for travel to and from the trail or to get over jet lag. But you may still want to plan some days to enjoy your starting and ending points or to travel within Spain once you're finished. You may have guessed that you can play around with these numbers and come up with all kinds of scenarios that will fit your needs and interests. A simple way to shorten up your trip is to walk faster and farther each day. Or if you want to spend more time on the Camino, you can walk more slowly or do shorter distances each day. You can take more time or less time. Once you come up with a time frame that suits you, then you can do some planning. But before you do that, let's ask and answer a question that I think is even better than how long does it take to walk the Camino? And that is, how much time do you want to spend for your Camino experience? Is a 51-day trip too long for you? Maybe two or three weeks feels better. What if you can't get that much vacation or holiday time? Maybe your trip has to take two weeks max. Or, on the other hand, have you just retired or quit your job and moved out of your house? And are you ready for a really long adventure? No matter what your situation is, I think it's interesting to think through what kind of experience you might want to have. So I'm going to give you some questions to help you determine how much time you will spend on your entire Camino journey. First, how often do you need or want a rest day? Let me lay out some options for you for what a rest day might be. See, it depends on what kind of rest you need or want. A rest day can be a full day with no walking, just hanging out, resting, or sightseeing. That would mean staying two or more nights in the same place. This type of rest day is a full on pause in the action, a true break, or perhaps a chance to take time off from being a pilgrim. A rest day can also be where you keep walking every day, but you walk a shorter distance one or two consecutive days. For example, you could finish early one day and then start late the next day, or do both of those. This is my favorite rest day option because it allows me to get some rest and it keeps the momentum going. If you're staying in the albergues or hostels, a rest day for you might mean simply upgrading to a private room in a hotel where you can soak in a big bathtub and get a good night's sleep in a bed with high thread count sheets. In this scenario, you could walk a shorter day on the day you arrive or leave, but you could also walk your usual distance and not take a break from walking. Just get the privacy and comfort. I learned this from a pilgrim in the very first group I led on the Camino back in 2013. She was staying primarily in albergues, but realized she needed a break or a rest from the activity of dorm-style accommodations every so often. More than that, she found she needed some privacy, which is lacking in the communal settings of the albergues. And then there's the option to do some combination of these three different types of rest days. My personal preference is for one rest day for each week I will be on the Camino, and I like to take my rest days in the bigger cities like Pamplona, Burgos, Leon and Ponferrada. But not everyone likes cities. The question for you is what locale would offer you the most restful and rejuvenating rest day? Maybe you'd be happy in a small rural village sitting by a stream for the day. Or maybe all that really matters is that you have a private room all to yourself and anywhere will do. The next thing to consider is how much time do you need or want at your starting point to rest up after the long journey getting there. After an overnight flight and a couple of legs of ground transportation to get to saint jean Pied du port I like to have at least one full day to catch my breath. And I want to sleep in a private room so I can catch up on my sleep uninterrupted by snoring and other distractions at least for the first night. That means sleeping at my starting point for two nights with a full day in between to relax and also savor the anticipation of what's ahead. Let's go now to the end of your walk. How much time do you want in Santiago once you finish? Santiago de Compostela is a destination in its own right. If your schedule allows for it, You may want to plan for two nights or more in Santiago with at least one full day in between to enjoy the city. That gives you time to celebrate with your pilgrim friends and complete the few pilgrim traditions, but not so much time that everyone you know will have left the city already. You can, of course, stay longer and enjoy the culture and the food and the history of this gorgeous city. Oh, and let me mention this again. If you would like to collect the Compostela when you reach Santiago, you may want to plan for at least an extra half day in the city. When it's busy on the Camino, the wait times at the pilgrim's office can be quite long, and not all pilgrims are able to receive their Compostela on the day they arrive into Santiago. The pilgrim's office hands out numbers, like at the deli counter, and they give out only a certain number of tickets each day. If you arrive too late in the day, you may be instructed to return the next morning. So why not plan for that in advance? Once you reach Santiago, will you want to continue on to Fistera or Mushia? If yes, will you walk there or will you take the bus or a tour? Fisterra, also known as Finistere, is located approximately 90 walking kilometers from Santiago. With the way towns and accommodations are spread out, you can complete the walk in as many stages as you like, from three to six or more. From Fisterra, you can continue on to Muxia also located on the coast, with another one or two days walk. You could also walk to Muxia first, then walk to Fistera, then return to Santiago. There's regular bus service from Santiago to both Fistera and Muxia and back to Santiago with the company called Monbus, M-O-N-B-U-S. Or you could sign up for one of the tours operated out of Santiago Just ask your hotel or albergue host. They'll have the information. Or you could stop by the Galicia Tourist Information Office or wait until one of the tour touts finds you in one of the plazas around the cathedral. Now let's look at what happens once you get back home. How much time will you need or want before resuming normal activities or returning to work? Many people find that it takes a little time to digest or process the impact of their Camino experience. It may feel a little unsettling to return to normal life right away without taking time to reflect on your journey. If you have the luxury of time, you may want to spend some additional time in Santiago or in Spain or in Europe before returning home. And when you get home, you may want to allow for a few days to regroup before returning to personal or work commitments. And ultimately, last question on this, how long can you or do you want to be away from home? Regardless of what you want out of your Camino experience, you may find that you can't or don't want to be away from home for as long as it would take to walk the entire 800 kilometers of the Camino Frances in one go. And, admittedly, not everyone wants to walk the Frances route that I love so much. If that's you, don't worry, I have some ideas for you. Remember the earlier discussion about why you're walking the Camino? This is where you revisit that question and be sure that whatever you decide to do, it fulfills your motivations and intentions for walking the pilgrimage route. Whether you walk 100 kilometers or 500 or 800 kilometers, whether you spend a week on the trail or two months, does this plan for you fulfill on your why? If the answer is yes, then you're all ready to continue with your planning and preparation. Let me give you those ideas I mentioned just a moment ago so you have some more options to think about. Another option if you don't want to spend too much time or as much time as it would take to walk the entire route, you could start at the official starting point of your chosen route and stop when you run out of time. For example, if you want to walk the Camino Frances route, that means you would start in Saint-Jean-Pi-du-Port. For the Camino del Norte, you would start in Irún. And for the Primitivo route, you would start in Oviedo. If you wanted to walk the Via de la Plata, you would start in Sevilla. And for the Portuguese route, you could start in Faro or Lisbon. Then on your chosen route, You would walk for however much time you have and then be done. This means you won't be walking an entire Camino route, as I described it earlier. Does that matter to you? The question is, how far do you need to walk for this to qualify as a full pilgrimage for you, by your standards? And will you regret missing some parts of the trail? will you regret not reaching Santiago? If yes, that brings us to option two. Rather than starting at the route's official starting point, instead, start closer to Santiago and choose your starting point based on how much time you have. How long do you want to be walking the Camino route of your choice? Two weeks? Three weeks? A month? Let's do some more math. Think back to how far you think you can or would want to walk each day. Is it 20 kilometers? 25 kilometers? Then multiply that number by how many days you have to walk. For example, if you have two weeks or 14 days and want to walk 20 kilometers a day, that's 14 times 20 and you would need a starting point that's around 280 kilometers from Santiago. If you have two weeks and will walk 25 kilometers a day, look for a starting point that's around 350 kilometers from Santiago. If you have three weeks and will walk 25 kilometers a day, you could start 500 kilometers from Santiago. That's 21 days times 25. See how this works? Multiply your number of days by how far you will walk each day and that gives you the distance of your starting point from Santiago. If you're like me, you may have zoned out by this point with all this math. And I know it's hard to keep it all straight just listening to someone rattle off a bunch of numbers. So let me give you some specific starting points for some of the routes with the actual names of the cities. These suggestions will be based on walking 20 to 25 kilometers a day. If you have one week, you could walk the final 100 kilometers into Santiago on any of the routes and still have a day left over to either take the bus to Fisterra or Muxilla or simply to enjoy Santiago. The 100k starting point on the Frances would be Saria. On the Portuguese route, it's Tui or Valenca. And on the Primitivo, you would start in Lugo. If you would like to walk an entire Camino route in your one week, the Camino Inglés starting in Ferrol is a perfect choice. If you have two weeks, you could walk the Camino Frances from Astorga to Santiago or from Ponferrada to Santiago and then all the way to Fistera or Moshia on the coast. You could walk all of the Primitivo route from Oviedo to Santiago or the Portuguese route from Porto. With three weeks, you would have enough time to walk the Camino Frances from the beautiful city of Burgos to Santiago. For me, these two options leave me wondering which to choose. Start at the beginning or finish at the end. Here's how I would make the decision. First, if getting the Compostela certificate in Santiago to acknowledge your journey is important, you will need to finish in Santiago. So that might be an easy answer. But what if the Compostela isn't important to you and you're simply seeking an immersive experience on the Camino? If that's the case, then I would ask you this. Which energy or feeling is most attractive to you, the energy of beginnings, of getting started on something new and exciting, or the energy of completion and accomplishment, of finishing something big? If you like beginnings, like I do, I would say walk from the start of your chosen route. If it's completion that you like, then plan your walk so you finish in Santiago. Before you make your final decision on where to start and end your walk, let me share with you a couple more options for planning a Camino journey that is less than an entire 800 kilometer walk in one go. And that gets me to option three walk the stages of your choice and skip the others. You may not have realized that not only do you not have to walk an entire Camino route, but in fact, You can walk whichever stages or parts that you like. That means that if you want to experience, for example, the Camino Frances, but you don't have time or don't want to walk the entire route, you can try this. Start in Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port and walk for a few days or a week. Then you can jump ahead by bus or taxi and continue walking from another spot further along the trail. Then later on, if you wanted to end in Santiago, you could skip ahead to Saria and walk the last 100 kilometers into Santiago to earn the Compostela. You can do something similar on any of the other routes, too. This is the way that some prearranged Camino tours are set up, and it's a valid way to complete the pilgrimage. When you're with a tour group, the tour operator sets your stages and arranges for all your transportation between stages and provides luggage transfers, meals, and pre booked accommodations. So it's all taken care of. If you're walking the Camino on your own and not with a tour group and you want to try this option, you can use buses or taxis to move along the trail and just skip the parts you won't be walking. Here's the question for this option. Are you okay not walking every step of the trail? Will you regret missing parts of the trail? There is a drawback to this option in my mind. If you're walking the Camino on your own and not with a prearranged group, an important consideration with skipping stages is that each time you jump ahead, you will lose your Camino friends or family. Saying goodbye to your new dear friends can be difficult for some people. And each time you jump ahead on the trail, you then have to establish all new relationships. This can be especially challenging if you're walking on your own and not with, say, a friend or a family member from your inner circle. And another consideration with skipping parts of the trail just so you aren't surprised by it. If you skip parts of the trail, you may be accused by other pilgrims of cheating. The idea of cheating is based on a misunderstanding of what it means to complete the pilgrimage. Remember, the Catholic Church requires only that you walk every step of the final 100 kilometers into Santiago. Other than that requirement, there are no other requirements for the pilgrimage except for the ones that you impose on yourself. Personally, I think it's worth thinking through ahead of time how you will respond if you walk the Camino in stages or if you skip a part for any reason and someone accuses you of cheating. Often I just say, oh, that's interesting. Or sometimes I ask a question like, what do you mean? That question sometimes reveals the misinformation behind the accusation, which has, on occasion, given me the chance to dispel the myth and break down judgments. But more important than having enlightened conversations on the trail, I think it's a good idea to be very clear on your motivations for walking the Camino and for walking the Camino your way, not everyone else's. And I'll ask this again will walking the camino this way fulfill on your reasons for walking I do have one more option option 4 is to walk the camino in stages What that means is that you start in the traditional or official starting point for your chosen route and walk as far as you can in whatever time you have available mm-hmm. Then you return home And return to the Camino the following season or year, or whenever it works for your life. When you return to the Camino, you pick up where you left off on your previous walk and again walk for however much time you have. Then you do this again for however many times it takes you to reach Santiago. Many Europeans choose this method and spread their journey out over several years. You could walk one or two weeks a year until you walk the entire way. It might feel a bit choppy, but it's definitely an option. As with skipping stages, walking the Camino in stages requires you to say goodbye to your pilgrim friends and family at some point. This may be especially difficult on your first stage or two when you have to stop walking and go home, and they get to continue on to Santiago without you. Walking the Camino in stages also interrupts the continuity of your pilgrimage. That may not be a problem, but it's worth considering. Once you get into the pilgrim flow, you may not be happy leaving it. On the other hand, walking for four to six weeks in one go is not for everyone. You may be happy to have the break and return to your home and loved ones there to reflect on your journey and then return at another time to complete the pilgrimage. And there is always the risk that life will happen, and you won't be able to return to finish your Camino journey as or when planned. From the perspective of the church in Santiago, walking the Camino in stages like this is a valid way to complete the pilgrimage to Santiago. Remember, the only requirement from the church is that you walk the final 100 kilometers into Santiago in one go. I have one more thing for you to consider when you look over all the possible ways to do the Camino, and that is that while all of these options are valid ways to complete the pilgrimage to Santiago, they each offer a different and unique experience. Walking for 30 to 40 days will give you a different experience than walking for a week. Walking 15 kilometers a day will give you a different experience than walking 30 kilometers a day. What experience do you want to have? When you talk to people who have walked the Camino, they may tell you that the best way to do the Camino is the way they did it, whether that's walking an entire route, or walking a particular route, or walking long or short distances, or walking every step. The thing is, with more than 350,000 pilgrims completing the pilgrimage to Santiago each year, there is no one right way to do the Camino, no one best way. There is only the way that is right and best for you. Again, each way gives you a different experience and you can choose which of those experiences is right for you. Whew, phew, let's take a breath. That was a ton of information. I hope you took a break in there somewhere to stretch or grab a glass of something refreshing. I'll wrap up this discussion with some questions for you to ponder. First, what would constitute a real pilgrimage by your standards? Next, How much time do you want to take for your Camino? How many miles or kilometers will you need to walk each day to complete the walk in that time frame? Is that doable? Or will you need to adjust your timing or expectations or starting points? How much time do you want in your starting and ending points? How many rest days will you plan for? and when you add it all up all those days, how does it feel? This has been a long episode with lots to think about, so I'm going to keep the top tip short and to the point. I want to give you the website I use to look for flight options to the Camino. We still have a couple more topics to cover before you might be ready to book your flights, but by now, you are probably in full-on imagining and maybe even fantasizing mode. So check the notes for this episode to find that website link so you can start playing around with flight options. The website is called Matrix Airfare Search, and it's powered by a software program called ITA by Google. What I love about this website is that it allows me to search several airports at once and to scan a range of dates to find the best airfares for my time frame. I think it has a bunch of features I haven't even figured out yet, so do play around and have some fun. The thing to know about this website is that it's for information and planning only. When you're ready to book your flights, you'll go to the airline's website to buy your ticket. In a future episode, I'll give you a bunch of savvy traveler tips for booking travel and planning your entire itinerary from home to your Camino starting point and back. For now, enjoy your imaginings. If you are enjoying this podcast, please click on the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss an episode of the Camino Planning Roadmap and our conversations with other pilgrims getting ready to walk the Camino just like you. Bye for now.